Hey, what's up? It's Ruben here. Hey, in marketing and lead. And today, I'm excited to announce that we're doing a giveaway at Lead. We are planning to do a giveaway every quarter of the year. That means four times in a year. And for our first ever giveaway today, we're planning to give away five best-selling audiobooks in data science and marketing. So why audiobooks? Now, not only we believe that audiobooks are going to be the future of learning because you're actually making your time productive. So for example, you're driving back from work or stuck in a jam, when you're exercising, when you're taking a shower, when you're shaving, you can listen to an audiobook from your smartphone or from your desktop or from your car itself. And it's really simple to actually download towards on your smartphone or on your desktop, right? And what you're doing is you're making your time more productive by learning something new from these audiobooks. So for our first ever giveaway, we're going to give away five audiobooks on data science and also marketing. To join the giveaway contest, all you have to do is just visit this link www.thelead.io slash audiobook Alright, I repeat that again www.thelead.io slash audiobook Now you'll find an instruction of how you can join but basically what you have to do is just basically put in your name and also your email and that will give you one entry towards winning the audiobook giveaway There's going to be the five winners and the winners will be picked on random basis. So the way you can increase your chances of winning is to get more entries. And the way to do that is by sharing the link of the audiobook giveaway um, on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, or even subscribe to our channel on YouTube or subscribe to Cerebral Podcast on Spotify. And that will give you more entries and in a way, increase your chances of winning the audiobook that we will send to you via your email. Alright, so in this podcast series, we're going to talk about the audiobook. We're going to summarize them together with Dr. Lau and to explain why you should actually get these audiobooks. Let's get to it. Alright, so let's go go into you know explaining the audiobooks uh, and, and talk about the audiobooks that we're giving out and why we choose to give out. Maybe we can start off with Dr. Lau explaining uh, what's in big data in practice by Bernard Mar. Okay, so the very first book that we're going to talk about is Big Data in Practice by Bernard Ma. Now, Bernard is a best-selling author. One of, uh, he, he's also one of my friends, um, and he does a lot of keynote speaking, strategy performance, consulting, analytics, KPI, and big data. So for those of you who are familiar with, with my talks, right, I usually talk more about data science rather than talk about big data because big data is really just a, um, relative measure so when you have small data and then the other data that come too fast too unstructured and also the volume is too huge then it's considered big data a lot of people mistaken big data as only huge data and Bernard also wrote the other two books like uh, business use of big data and also uh, data strategy now in this particular book big data in practice he gives us uh, quite a number of case studies from different industry from tech startups oil 
and gas, banking, healthcare to even like automotives. So for example, uh, in retail, he talks about Walmart, right? How big data is used to drive the sales of the supermarket. Now, many of you might have heard of the, the story about a, a 16 years old girl. Uh, the parents found out that she's pregnant before she, uh, she told the parents uh, all because of the use of data. And this is, um, uh, in this book, he will talk more about how big data is used to drive supermarket. And if you are interested in things like X-Files, um, those things like relativity theory, you must have heard of this organization called CERN, C-E-R-N. I think it stands for uh, European Organizations for Nuclear Research and it's famous for its Hadron Collision. So in this book, he will also talk about um, how they use data for hadron collisions and there are other uh, tech startups like Netflix, LinkedIn, Microsoft, how they use data uh, to recommend programs, movies that you want and also how LinkedIn use it to uh, power their social media. Now for the automotives, we talk about uh, how big data is used to drive success in manufacturing, in particular Rolls-Royce and how Shell use big data to help them to look for uh, what they call it to increase the yield of their their oil 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 mining and for sports cars they talk about lotus f1 teams okay i have talked about a lot of things in, in different things like sports you know women's cycling team uh if you you want something that's more towards your daily life then you have to pay extra attention to chapter eight now chapter eight is a case study about butchers so the uh, Pendleton's butchers they work with a big data consultant so usually big data consultant they will ask you to install you know like BI solutions you know, uh, big data analytics but this particular consultant wants them to install a simple footfall traffic sensors in their store windows just to monitor the impact of the display message so you know those LED message board right so what it's just like A-B test in digital marketing. So when you put up a, a special message here, it, it attracts more people to stay and, and read the message. But some other messages, people just ignore it and walk past. So what are the type of messages that stop their, their potential buyers and how many people came into the store as a result? So we use that to actually measure brick and mortar shop conversion rate. So with this information, they are able to refine their display messaging based on what sort of interest um, what sort of stuff that the customers wanted. Now, uh, many of the big data books out there, they are either too technical or too business-ish. Mm. Uh, like that those conference that you go, right? They talk about high-level stuff. They did not give you any details of the implementations or the technical insights. But this book is slightly different. It covers sufficient technical aspects. It talks about the types of technology that they use, like NoSQL, AWS, Hadoop, and the types of data that they collected and analyzed. And it they includes many different references and case studies also. So in a nutshell, you will definitely find something that you can relate, whether you are you are as a businessman related to your current business or if you are working right you can always find something that's related to the industry that you are currently working on over to you Ruben 
All right, so this book sounds like something uh, great or useful for people who are not technical, who wants to get into you know big data and also data science and understand how it works inside the industry as a whole. And I think there's also, I've read the summary that uh, there's also great examples from uh, companies like Uber yes. and some really amazing companies in there. Correct. So, okay, so, so uh, if you... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oops. Go ahead. Uh, and also, if you are a technical person, you can make use of this audiobook to help you to understand how can those technologies that you have already learned apply in a business context. Right, right, right. I see. Okay. So if you like to get that book, a whole of that book, right? All you have to do is basically come to this page right here, put in your entry, and to be to get a higher chance of winning this uh, book, you can just you know share share the link here and you know raise up your current entries that you have okay so that's the big data in practice by bernard ma again as a winner you get to choose one of the books here um any books also if you are a winner there's going to be five winners in this as a winner you can get to choose any book and we'll send you the book free of charge okay i'm going to talk a bit about contagious by Jonah Berger. I think that's how we pronounce his name, Jonah Berger. <laughs> okay, so this book is about social media, right? And why some things becomes viral on social media or on the internet. So turns out behind all of um, everything that's gone viral on the internet, there's a certain science to it. And this book explains the science behind why things go viral. So if you are a business owner or a marketer trying to create content or trying to create something to go viral online with your business, this is a book that you want to actually pick up. And I'm just going to share very quickly about the formula that the author actually put inside this book. It's called the STEPS framework that stands for S-T-E-P-P-S. I'll just go through very quickly that with you. So the first S stands for stories. You know? So one of the reasons why things goes viral online is because of the stories that content holds. So with a powerful story, uh, a content is more likely to go viral online. All right. T stands for trigger. Now, some content would trigger you um, a reminiscence from the past. Maybe it triggers you to think about the, the events that happened when you are a five-year-old kid, right? So those kind of contents, those kind of content that trigger something, it could be a long-time memory, it could be triggering your anger, it could be triggering your emotions. Those kind of content also goes viral because people share those kind of content. Now, the next one will be E. E stands for emotions. Content that has a lot of emotional value tends to go viral because people like to share things that are very emotional to them. Now think about things like those um, Thailand, uh, Thai advertisements, which are very emotional. People share that because it's very emotional, right? You get an idea. Um, and if you can name some, just go ahead and name some, right? The next one, P, stands for practical value. People share things that has a lot of practical value. For example, four o'clock in five seconds. Now that's going to give you some value and that's why you want to share that kind of content to make yourself look smart in a way. Okay, so that's, that's funny. the next P would be public. Public would mean if people that I admire and I like are sharing something, I also want to share something, right? For example, if people share this news about uh, a political scandal, I also want to share that news because I want to be in the public, right? I want to be known. I don't want to be, uh, you know, I want to play my part in public. So P for public, right? And the last one would be social currency. All right, social currency. Now, people share things online because of social currency. Think about things like buying um, Starbucks, for example. When I buy Starbucks, I feel good. When I share a picture of that Starbucks, now, that's social currency. It shows people and people will say, oh, Ruben is someone who can afford a Starbucks coffee every day. 
something like that. So that social currency. So, so these are the steps to why things go viral online and how you can use these steps for your business to make your content that you create go viral in a way. So that's Contagious by Jonah Berger. Quick question, Ruben. So you, you the the framework name is Steps. Does this mean that we have to follow the, the six steps in a sequence or these are just the components within the framework? Uh, that, that's, that's a good question because uh, I've gone through the book many times, in fact. Um, you don't have to actually follow the sequence, but sometimes a certain content may have one or two um, one or two elements in one content. So a content could have the element of emotions plus practical value. It doesn't have to be only just one. It could have two or three in this one content itself. So the more you put it inside the content, the more your content might go viral. Yeah, very actionable books, right? Yeah, yeah, it is a very actionable book. Uh, you can pick up steps from there and apply immediately on your, uh, on your business because it has all the different types of uh, case studies inside as well. Very yep. easy to read. Okay. Okay, and uh, I'm going to go to the next one. Um, <clears throat> the next book, Naked Statistics, Stripping the Dread from the Data by Charles Whelan. Maybe Dr. Lau, you can explain what's inside this book and why people should go and get this book. Okay, sure. So Charles Whelan. Charles Whelan is... Uh, it's a, it's an author, a very famous for writing naked books. Okay, he has authored Naked Statistics, <laughs> Naked Economics, and Naked Money. Now, the reason why I pick Naked Statistics, of course, I'm a data scientist, and we teach data science, right? And a lot of times, when when I was students, when they first started data science, apart from understanding programming, the other things that trouble them is like, oh, Doctor Lau, do I have to learn statistics or do I have to learn mathematics? These are probably one of the subjects that you you know you hated the most during your high school that's fine i don't blame you i'm in the same shoe as well so the aim of this book is to make statistics easier to understand by layman so uh, in high school when we talk about statistics it's all about what mean mode medium average numbers and uh, when we talk about probabilities it's always like drawing blue balls and red balls and this book gives you a lot of counterintuitive insights that you have never heard before now for example when you look at performance data, right? Uh, usually when you look at like, reviews, for example, you are looking for the hospital. So you have to look at the ranking systems based on uh, the, the doctor's reviews. Then, especially in this particular era, people are people talk you into believe in data or into those things that are produced by data, sorry, the reports produced by data. So in this book, he has a special advice for you is to uncover what is the easiest way for doctors to game the systems by uh, changing those numbers. And what they do is they avoid treating the sickest patients, okay? Meaning that if you are heavily in mm -hmm. sick, they choose not to treat you because that will affect their performance. Very easy to understand, right? And another thing that I found that this book is very useful because it helps me when I teach data science. I teach data science to business people. I teach data science in universities and to general public as well. When we teach students with case study, no matter what, right, there must be some people that don't really understand every single bit of the context. And this book explains those complex concepts in a very easy understanding manner. Give you another example. In one experiment, he found that, okay, this is very important, you have to listen carefully, and male fruit flies 
are more likely to get drunk if they always see the same female fruit fly. Okay, <laughs> sounds very familiar, right? <laughs> okay, uh, Rupert, you chuckle. So let me repeat again. The, the, the conclusion that he found from analyzing those data are male fruit flies are more likely to get drunk if they always see the same female fruit fly. So in the book, he actually detailed how he carried out the experiment. And it's not a gimmick. He, he certainly showed you that how he proves that male fruit flies are more likely to get drunk. Literally drunk huh? is not those things like just spinning around. No. So I'm not going to tell you. You have to win the competition and then you get, you get to listen from the audiobook. Now, quoting the author again, he says that most of the books out there only serve as a cookbook, right? It teaches you how to uh, assume that you already know the ingredients and you, you know how to pick the ingredients. You, uh, you, all you need to do is, is to cook and prepare the materials. But this is not the case. Like a lot of the data science courses and books out there is they assume that you know you come to this course you go to this youtube video they assume that you already get the data the data is clean but what happened is we i i always have this saying right garbage in garbage out when you are doing modeling yeah. and analyzing data now what happened is when the data that you receive is is not clean it's just that when you the the cookbook teach you to buy a fish from the market but what happened is when you bought the fish the fish is rotten or how do you pick the fish from the market this is usually not taught in any of the cookbook or recipe right uh, jamie oliver knows that well mm. so they only teach you how to use the data when you have the data so once again I highly recommend this book to anybody who loves to explore more about data science and you want to understand how people actually use data to manipulate your mind from politicians to healthcare to surgeons to public companies, okay? Now, it covers many of the statistic concepts as well. For example, p-value regressions. Uh, I'm not going to tell you too many uh, concepts <laughs> of that, but I leave it to you to find out, yeah? Now, as I always say, if there is a system, you can always hack it. So find out more from this book. Right. I, th I think what's, what's interesting is also um, taking out insights from the data that uh, he has laid out. So there's, there's so much data around us, but how do we visualize and also take something out from data. Exactly. Okay. Now the third book that we, no, this is the fourth book already, sorry. The fourth book that we're giving out is This is Marketing by Seth Godin. Now Seth Godin, if you do not know already, is one of the top, uh, top leaders in marketing. But the way he th thinks about marketing can be very different from a lot of digital marketers these days. And um, currently I'm taking the marketing seminar course by, by Seth Godin as well. And this book is more like a, uh, a summary of that course that I'm taking. And I'm going to share with you a little bit about uh, what's inside this book and what's behind this book, right? So in this, in this book, in, in This is Marketing by Seth Godin, he explains that marketing is about creating change when you're doing marketing. So the job of a marketer is to create change. What kind of change, for example, if you're doing marketing, you are changing the mindset of your, of your potential customers into you know, buying a product and believe into you. So that's one kind of change. The kind of change you're doing also is to change your internal company, um, you know, how, how they work inside your company and why would they buy into your marketing strategy. So you're actually creating change. And when your product gets sold to someone, and they consume or use a product, they're also changing themselves. So effective marketing is about creating um, great change, right? Now the book also talk, 
uh, tells you to become a thought leader, how to become a thought leader inside uh, the world we are today because it's so messy right now. And today, we, just using a computer, we have the whole white world in front of our fingers. Now, it's how we actually utilize that and take advantage of that. Now, another thing that, that you may find in this book is this book is more about self-reflection. It's about how you can look into a mirror, reflect on your business, ask questions towards yourself, and then come up with ideas and answers to move your marketing forward. You won't find things like, oh, how to do a Facebook ad inside this book, how to do step-by-step uh, -step stuff. No, it's more of a reflection. It's more of a bigger picture thought process of doing marketing in today's um, messy, digitalized world. So yeah, that's This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. All right. And uh, to move on to the last book that we are giving up, I think this one can be explained by Dr. Lau and also myself. Uh, this is The 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch. I think that's how you pronounce his name also. Now, he basically says that 20% of your efforts bring 80% of your result. And this to rewind a little bit, right? This is founded by uh, Pareto. His name is Wilfredo Pareto, if you Google it, right? So Wilfredo Pareto is a gardener. Right? So what he noticed and how he came out with this rule is that he noticed that 20% of the peas, pea pods in his garden uh, produces 80% of the amount of peas. So from that, he went on to research on a lot of different things and he found out that most of the time, it doesn't have to be a 20-80%, it can be a 15-85% um, kind of thing. But most of the time, 20% of your effort in something would bring the 80% of your results. Now, what do you think about this uh, this principle or this Pareto law, Dr. Law? So most of the time, I think 80-20 rules or principle is something that people has been overusing, right? Anything that you mm. ask people, they say, ah, oh, you know, just follow the 80-20 rules. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think Gary V also talks about it, that like the 79 and 21. But this is actually... <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's just a principle or a rule. It's almost like become a law already. It's like uh, a rule mm. is meant to be banned, but a law is not supposed to be changed. So what I love about this book is that it has, once again, the five books that we're recommending here is it gives you a lot of use cases. It might not be directly relevant to what you are doing or what you are currently doing right now, but it's definitely some of the use case you can correlate or you can relate with things that has happened and you can apply it. And another Another thing that I find very useful of uh, the five books that we are recommending here today is it's not those non-fiction books that you know you you read it and then it expires within like the next three years or five years. Those are more on the the knowledge or more current type of books. But these sort of books is like you can always listen and listen again. You might not want to re-listen to the entire book all the time. But uh, for example, like Seth Godin's his very famous book Purple Cow. From time to time, I will still read it uh, a particular chapters to understand then what is he trying to to tell us same thing for the 80 20 principle so and i think another thing that people miss out when they talk about 80 20 principle is they use it more as a slogan rather than they follow the principle and see how we can use it in the systematic and practical way and to me right uh, I'm more interested or I'm more intrigued is if something that I do, it doesn't go 80-20, it's like it becomes 50-50. Then I'm interested, I was like, hey, is that, does the data tell me something else? Am I doing something right? Or is that some outliers? I think very interesting book. Yeah, and, and for those of you who are, you know, thinking of actually optimizing your time, this will give you 
uh, a good thought process about how to maximize your time and how to use 20% per effort to achieve more with uh, less, right? So this is what the book talks about. And I think it's really, really interesting. Uh, apart, apart from my long-winded answer previously, I, I just recall one thing, right? The easiest way yeah. to relate 80-20 principle is to look at your phone and the amount of apps. You might have downloaded a tons of apps on your phone, but actually you only use about 20% of those apps, for example, Facebook, Instagram, email, WhatsApp. Yeah messengers and that's yeah. about it the rest of the 80 yeah. percent of the apps you only use it 20 percent of the time for example when i don't know facebook gone down and then you start to use twitter <laughs> for example yeah exactly so you know not only towards effort work effort you know kind of thing but towards something like what you have explained dr la i think there's a lot of uh, other things in, in life as well that applies the, the 80 20 rule applies or the 20 80 rule applies right in, in a lot of different time, kind of things even in marketing you want to spend uh, like what Gary Ray says, 79 and 21, I believe it's towards um, 79% spending time on the platform that gives you most of the ROI and then putting 29% on the other platforms which you can grow on the site, something like that, right? So yeah. it is a lot of different things in, in the, the world um, comes down towards this 80-20 uh, rule again it won't be a direct 20-80 but sometimes 15-85 maybe 10-90 but again this rule applies again and again in a lot of different things that we see every day in life. I, I believe in law of big numbers, right? If we if we zoom into a particular instance, it might not follow, but if you put it into a, a broader spectrum, it actually still follows 80-20. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, the summary of the five books that we're giving away, the five audiobooks. Now, this is going to be available as an audible audiobook which you can install the app on your phone on your desktop on any device that you have that plays audio basically and you can listen to it while you're driving while you are cooking while you're exercising anything at all when you can have something on your ear okay so to get these books basically you just have to enter the giveaway by putting in your name and also email and to get more entries to be in a higher chance to win um you can share the, the link using the links right here from Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our Spotify channel called Cerebro by Lead. And I think that's about it, right? So I'll share this link inside the comment section below. I'll be emailing all our subscribers and also um, our fans following Lead. And we're looking forward to see the five winners that, uh, that, that ends up at the end of these two weeks. Again, we'll be announcing this on the, we're closing this down on, on June 27th. That's going to be the last time you can actually um, get more entries. And we're going to announce the winner on June 28th. So you have, what, two weeks to actually um, get into this giveaway. And uh, I wish you all the best. All right. Good luck, guys. And see you next time.